apparently I write some funny things. Mm. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd say go and wear Try the headphones. Em. Yeah, just go ahead and just because that way you can keep an eye on like at least how. I mean, I'm not going to actually do anything adjusting, but, but I know what you're saying. It is curious to kind of. Mm-hmm. I feel like my worry is that you I'm, might want to actually if you want to use your other headphones just because I think the driver is out so you might only hear like the your left side are you hearing anything I'm hearing both you're hearing on both of them oh yeah cool yeah I don't know how I like I don't know how I feel about this it's just gonna I mean I do it every week well yeah because you're actually making adjustments like my instinct is gonna want to adjust but I'm not actually gonna touch anything but instead, you, I don't know. You guys talk. I'd be curious what it's like. To, I want to hear what the conversation is like because I can only hear him who's also in here right now. So I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing as a heads up. Oh, you don't have to do anything. Just, uh, you just have to always keep your mouth right here. Gotcha. And point Lick the that ice way. cream cone? Even whenever, the, the real trick is like when I turn to you yeah. or when I turn to him, my mouth is still right in front of the mic. Uh, so once you get used to that aspect right there, that's the hardest part. Okay. But once you got that down, you can do yeah, I'm the worst you want. Yeah. Well, you and Bo are pretty bad at it. Yeah, I get really animated when I get going, and I'm all over the place, and I come back in and come back out, and it's like just need to pull that's it a problem. Off and stand up comedian. Yeah, but I think if you know, and I thought about like, oh, maybe it should just be what? this, but then I think the Sorry, habit, tequila. if you have it out, is like setting it down. Hi, yeah. Any clank things? Very cute. Great. I'm gonna have to cut all this out. <clears throat> Why? Yeah, that's the point. What do you do? You need the opening Test banter chest. that gets cut out. That the audience will never know. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear my A plus tweet? A plus tweet. Yeah. No. Uh, the Terminator Dark Fate Rider's Room. Rider one. So how does our enhanced human hack this thing? Rider number two. Future shit. Rider number one. You're right. We'll come up with a better explanation later. Rider two. Rider one. Moving on. <laughs> That was your A plus tweet. That was my. That's my A plus. Uh, All right, tweet. Okay, so we are <laughs> critics. We are critics on tap. We are doing Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, my name is Bo. I am drinking whiskey. Go around the circle, introduce yourselves, and tell us what you're drinking or eating. My name is Kiko, and I had an edible about a hundred milligrams. So it was, you, it was a teddy bear it was a little gummy bear so i had below the belly mm. would you say you're peaking or did you peak during the movie i peaked a little bit during the movie yeah but now just like, you're got loud and i'm just like all right now i'm yeah. coming back down to regular kind of stuff yeah but you don't want to drink no i don't really want to drink keep going with it I'm all right getting... and uh over here to my left my name is matthias and i'm just drinking wine because that's our option right now red Sweet. wine house wine and we have a new guest on here today for the first time introduce yourself I am Kathy, and I am drinking a lot of tequila with a little dash of orange juice. The orange juice is just for color. That's, yeah. Really? Yeah, That's it's really... deniability at this point. Yeah, because like otherwise you'll forget and you think you're drinking water, you know, because clear tequila is <laughs> no good. Yeah. It's um, dangerous. So the thing uh, I really want to start with here, well, I guess we should probably do the shout out before I get started on the thing I'm about to ask. So. The thing I actually want to start out here is, does anyone have kind of like a weekly shout out, something we've either been watching, reading, um, you know, anything at all? I'm on the third time listening to the Steve Martin biography book, Mm. Born Standing Up. Nice. I just enjoy it. It's so good to listen to. It's so crazy. Um, Not crazy. I mean, just interesting his process of how he he stuck to his guns of everything so for 10 years he just worked on his thing and then for four years he was insanely famous at doing it and it just kind of built up to this huge culmination and then he just walked away from stand-up because he knew that 
his stand-up wouldn't last beyond what he had created it for because it mm. was very much like SNL back in the day and comedy had shifted and it always shifted. He talked about the different shifts of like Cosby, unfortunately, you know, um, Richard Pryor, Lenny Bruce, everybody who came mm. forth um, before him and he realized like that was it. That was my moment. And, you know, it was, as he says, be so good that people can't deny you um, who you are. Yeah. And uh, it was just... It was just a really cool little thing to hear who he is like, because he's a really funny guy, but he's not actually funny at all because he's like, this is an act. Everything I did. Hmm. That was cool. Nice. Have you, um, have you listened to any, I want to say Martin Short was on, I thought it was something else before Conan, but it might've been the Conan podcast where he talked about like the early days of him and Steve Martin and that kind of era of comedians and how they came about. It's really fascinating stuff. Those I haven't guys. heard that one, but it sounds like it'd be really cool because yeah. I always get them, their name confused. Yeah, Steve Martin, was, Martin Short. Steve Martin Short was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, they, they were recently on, they spent the past year and a half or whatever show, on the yeah. road together. Yeah, doing that stuff. Which I guess I should watch it because if Eddie Murphy's making a return to the stage, I mean, I gotta <laughs> see everybody. Yeah. Netflix is bringing all the old hits back, apparently. Exactly. That's, that's their job. Raw times two. Uh, speaking of that, Matias, you got a shout out? Um, well, I, we went around for uh, weeks trying to get, uh, parasite to work for the podcast and we never really made it work so i end up finding some time to go watch it uh mm. by myself actually i went with a friend um so uh just to my non-spoilery thoughts about that movie it's uh it's fantastic um it kind of lives up to the hype you don't really it's best if you don't know what's going on uh just go into it kind of blind um i think it was an exciting movie it had some twists and everything um and uh yeah it's a there's really nothing i can say without spoiling it um it i I will say the trailer makes it out to be more of i guess like a horror like twist i mean can't we spoil on this podcast and i don't i want to i want to see parasite with open and i will give a shit yeah and i will say that it doesn't delve into like a horror film like I thought it was going into, but there's I don't thriller, even want to hear any of this. Thriller, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what our audience does either. Um, but what can you say without like saying what it does or doesn't do? Was it the best movie of the year you've do? seen? I I don't think hmm, best movie of the year. I don't think it's a best movie of the year. Um, I think it's it it warrants like maybe even multiple rewatches if you ever if you're into those mm. kind of things oh, you so know because there's definitely them. like one of those things where like you're gonna you're gonna miss yeah. some stuff and there's definitely there's a lot of themes going on there i will say it's a little long is mm. my only probably complaint i it, you can feel the length in there maybe some things could have been <laughs> you can feel some things uh, uh um you can feel the length and i feel like some things could have been uh, <laughs> cut down you're making me forget where i am in my sentence uh and anyway, um, but I will say that every scene was necessary. Like it really, they do, they do a good job of, of even though it, it was kind of long, um, they did a good it job. It was too long, but everything what? was essential. Just go Got ahead. It. Just everything go ahead and uh, it's move a on for me. I watched it. <laughs> it was good. Callie, <laughs> do you have any shout out? Anything? Uh, yeah. I would say I recently watched the Dolomite. Uh, movie. My name is Dolomite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Loved it a lot. To be completely honest, did not know at all any of the backstory. Have never watched a single uh, Dolomite movie, mm-hmm. but seeing Eddie Murphy make his comeback was super awesome. Nice. So. Yeah, Matias so and I. You're calling it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Matias and I actually did watch it, uh, what, two nights ago? Mm-hmm. And. Um, 
Who would you like? I I mean, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was like, oh, this movie's great. It should have been like, you know, uh, people were talking about potential Oscar contenders coming out of Netflix. The Irishman obviously is going to be the big one, but this one's also mentioned too. I think it's not going to get a best picture, best screenplay, but I wonder in your mind uh, coming in, who was like kind of the standout who besides Eddie Murphy, was there one character that you're just like, this person was the standout? You're talking about one person. She had no idea that that was the actor until God, a good three quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah. And she finally figured out it would be Wesley Snipes. Yeah, that's actually the one that I was most curious yeah. about. So, Best supporting character. Yeah. She was just like, wait, is that Wesley Snipes? And I go, yeah, I said that at the beginning. And she's like, I thought you were joking. She I was so, joking. She was like, no I did not recognize him the whole way. And I was like, <laughs> so I really, yeah, for me, it was definitely like the the, the Queen Bee lady, you yeah. know, uh, mm-hmm, the, yeah. that character. And then Wesley Snipes, I thought, was just like a complete standout, which I did not expect. At yeah. all, yeah, because uh, he hasn't done really good work in forever. God, how many decades yeah. since you know pre-prison? Since before, yeah, before <laughs> his tax run. <laughs> I'm, I, I think everyone else is uh, pretty much on the same page with Wesley Snipes being the standout. I'm going to slightly disagree with that, only because while I was watching the film, I'm not exactly sure that Wesley Snipes was in the exact same film that everyone else was in. So he stands out only because he, well, he stands out. <laughs> yeah. Well, multiple times, Matias said, I think. Wesley Snipes is in a different movie than the rest of these guys. Yeah. And I was like, no, I mean, I think he is an absurd character who within the story of these other absurd characters, like he is a person never really quite jived. He didn't really yeah. fit in with this group. Who were all the, yeah. the rest of the group did belong together. They became yeah. friends naturally and everything else. So mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of an interesting, mm-hmm. you know, dynamic. Yeah. Existed. He just peaced out right at the end. He's like, I don't know why any of y'all brought me this shitty ass movie. I got to go right now. Anyway. Oh. He's my intestines. T.I. was really cool. I like T.I. because that was the first time I really didn't... It took me a second to grasp what We can't was. talk about T.I. right now. Yeah. Oh, I really, because yeah. of a... Uh, yeah, I think he, he might be hashtag canceled. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to argue with I that mean, one. I mean, I... I Nope, don't. Hold nope. on, just, just make sure there's nope. clean pauses before and after the T.I. stuff, because I'll probably cut it out. Um, <laughs> fuck T.I. Like, I'm going to check my daughter's hymen every year so that she's not having sex. Uh, That's just a guy trying to, you know, cover up for what the fuck he did. Yeah, I mean, it is projection, probably. Yeah, there's a lot of projection that he has, but I mean... Yeah. That's a He's problem. He's on that, but nonetheless, like... Um, female she perspective on T.I., you want to get into it? Or you, um, you, 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 can, you can just say pass. <laughs> I would say that uh, men trying to control women's sexuality is A plus not a good thing, but it's also, you know, they say revenge for what you do as a teenage male, having a daughter, knowing what teenage males like you are going to do mm-hmm. to them. <laughs> so yeah. maybe not be a shitty person. That would be helpful. Yeah. Yeah, Start if anything, worry, yeah. worry more about, yeah, for sure. Like, Interesting. He's uh, that rich and you're going to act like your daughter, you know, isn't going out there like that? Anyways, all right, so. Pause. pause. Got it, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, oh, wait, did I have a shout out? Okay, uh, what are you I, watching? Yeah, I mean, Dolomite was on my list. I, I was hoping he would say Parasite because I was curious about that. Um Oh, there was something, and I don't remember what it is right now. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, by default, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that for me, um, 
Silicon Valley new season is back and it's been fun so far. Like I was worried like, okay, it's like what sixth season and it's it the is their final one. But you know, sometimes it, it's hard to maintain a certain level of comedy at that point. And man, they are just, I, I will never not laugh at that show apparently because they are just killing it. So good job, Silicon Valley. You are amazing. So uh, we are on to Terminator dark fate and I think I want to start with everybody kind of giving their uh, just kind of history of their relationship with the franchise. So I'll start to set the example. Um, I grew up watching Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 countless times throughout Mm -hmm. my childhood. Not like obsessively, but I mean, it just it was a movie that like my brother and I growing up probably, you know, anytime it came on, we watched it and I watched it a handful of times through my teens and maybe even into my early 20s. I don't know that I've seen either one of them more than once or twice in the last 10 years. Um, I saw T3 once, maybe a second time on FX randomly when I was hungover and didn't want to get out of bed or something. Um, and then I never saw the, uh, the rest of them. So I didn't want Christian Bale sullied, especially around that time when, you know, and you remember the stories? Oh, when he got upset at <laughs> yeah, the, um, which we, we can do guy. a deep dive on that later, but I never saw that one or the, um, Genesis uh, or the yeah the latest the Genesis with Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones or any of that mm-hmm. so yeah so that's where I'm at with the franchise I, I did not rewatch them leading up to this um, I thought about it but ultimately I knew the first two well enough and I knew I was going to watch the second one so that's where I'm at Matthias um, yeah I mean I don't think I watched the uh, original Terminator until I was an adult um, I don't recall ever watching Terminator 2 um i've seen I, enough of i i'm sure i saw it as a kid but for some reason my mind doesn't remember if i actually i remembered a lot of scenes from it and everything and that might just be popular culture i'm sure i saw it mm-hmm. when i was a kid but it's not like so recent that it's definitely been like years since i saw that film um so i didn't really have a huge connection with the terminator franchise the third one i think i also remembered seeing but maybe i, I don't know just it's forgettable whatever um so I, the one that is most memorable to me is actually like terminator salvation um i know it doesn't matter the salvation one doesn't matter and neither does genesis and Mm -hmm. i guess neither does three because they kind of erased all that timeline but uh, i actually liked a lot of the ideas in salvation so um even though um you know it wasn't the best film i like the ideas oh and i will say that the sarah connor chronicle sarah connor chronicle oh i forgot about those um was really good um, with Lena Headey and um, I think was a, a very um, I, I it's a shame that that show got canceled because I think it was a really good uh, kind of sequel to the whole thing actually mm-hmm. yeah I completely forgot about that series mm-hmm. uh, and like literally I would never have thought of it until you mentioned it but I'm also really ashamed that this movie didn't continue even remotely giving Game of Thrones characters uh, you know Lena Headey was in that Amelia mm-hmm. Clark was in the last one I mean fuck throw a yeah. cameo to fucking get Harrington or somebody <laughs> Like, or at least Littlefinger, you know, to be a fucking Peter FBI Dinklage guy somewhere. or a state trooper or something. Um, and then Peter Dinklage is one of the killers. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then Genesis, I fell asleep. Then the third act. So, you know, there we go. That's a thing. Kiko? Kathy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have watched every single one of the Terminators, all the first one when it came out, and then second, third, then Genesis, then oh, Salvation, then Genesis, then this one. And I've just just been waiting for the goddamn robots to take over 
and <laughs> we all have. And I just want to see that movie, and I never get to see it. Anyways, but yeah. wasn't that wait? Wasn't Rise of the Machines? It, no, That's at the, the end. One. Yeah, but it's only that end. was T three, the one. Yeah, Rise oh, of the Machines. which it teased the rise, but we didn't actually. We didn't get to see, see it. We were supposed to see the whole thing, and then Salvation. Right. We only see a little bit, and then it comes to the world again, and I'm like. Okay, <laughs> I will say Anton Yelchin. I think that's one big reason why I liked Starvation too. Was Anton mm. Yelchin was in that? Who's, who's that guy? He's dead now. Yeah, uh, rest in peace. Go ahead. Anyways, yeah, that's I'm Terminator. I've been all the way since the beginning, and just waited to see. Because every time I watch these movies, the Flash was it Flash Forwards? I guess. Yeah, where yeah. you're seeing the machines mm-hmm. that always looked like the sweeter movie to me. I was like. <laughs> Get to that. I want to see that. That's going to be awesome. Machines killing people. Machines fighting machines. And then I never get the goddamn machines. Mm. But that's all my thing. Anyway, so that's, that's, that's so my... But you were probably our most like resident Terminator, yeah, Terminator expert yeah. here. Yes, I've so. watched all of them. I've, I've choked through the, yeah, the last two. Like That's what she oh, said. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be that night. Huh? <laughs> I mean, when you're here, it's going to be that kind of night. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's run run over to Kathy. (laughs) Kathy, tell us where you started. Oh, yes. Um, So I'm going to be in the laggard 5% of the population and say very bravely, I have never watched a single Terminator movie before this one. Nice. (laughs) We covered the spectrum, guys. We got got it all. Every demographic, for sure. Hell yeah. So we have a completely fresh point of view to the Terminator world. I just dropped into this universe. She terminated her way into it. She read up on it before she got it. So your opinion is the most important. I mean, no, it's it's really good with something like this to reboot a franchise so iconic. I mean, uh, I'm curious how much because we come in, uh, the, the the rest of us here in the group uh, know so much about um, kind of like how they exist, how they function, what what they can do and can't do, and then they they built upon that. But you came in not knowing that. What is your relationship and understanding to the Terminator franchise, having never seen any movie, but it's so so prevalent in pop culture? Uh, what were your impressions coming in? Like, what did you? I would have to say it was like the jock version of the Matrix, essentially, where you just want to see two robots battle it out. (laughs) (laughs) That was kind of the impression I got is if you want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger battle it out with another robot, this is the movie for you in the context of the Matrix. It's the Matrix for the dim bulb jock. What can I say? That's, that's, I mean, that's, it's funny because, I mean, arguably the Matrix probably ripped off the first two Terminator movies. Yeah. But, um, well, that's fascinating. Okay. But, I mean, <laughs> but, you know, but I mean, coming in, like, just based on pop culture without having seen the films, like, you knew kind of what they look like, the red eye and the metal. Yeah, and- yeah. Like, suddenly all the pop culture references that I was just like, oh, I, I don't understand the context suddenly started to make sense very mm-hmm. quickly, for sure. And I did read the synopsis because I got a lot of angry glares in the car of like, I can't believe you haven't seen this. How could you not see this important piece of my childhood? Oh, my God. So I felt the need to at least brush up a little bit on the uh, lore of the Terminator. The pre-show was pretty cool. It helped you, though. I love that dumb one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there was a fun little pre-show at the Draft House that yeah. uh, they did kind of a humorous recap, but also informative. Yeah, uh, it was very informative. They, yeah. they, they tend to do very well, because there were things, specific moments I forgot that I, like, as soon as I saw them, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that character, that guy. Right. Like, I forgot in the very first Terminator, spoiler alert for Terminator 1 from 30 years ago or whatever, <laughs> um, that uh, Sarah Connor slept with 
the oh, yeah, yeah. with the dad, original yeah. Terminator who no, no, is maybe the dad of John Connor. No, it's Connor. the guy who came back um, from John Connor's camp. Yeah. So he's Kyle Reese. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Reese. Oh, Kyle Reese. It ends okay. up being his dad. Okay, we can cut that out too. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's super good. Yeah, I, totally, I love that one. He was like, all right, comes back and now starts to commit felonies left and right. <laughs> and yeah. He just starts to shoot up with the cops. But yeah, you, you see all those ones. Call me if you want to live. Yeah, for some reason, I don't even know you. Why are you going to say that? <laughs> uh, I have a question for you. Um, uh, are you aware that the director of Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 is the same director as Titanic. I am. I okay. am. I, I, I read the credits for sure. I mean, that's kind of... <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, I, you know, watched the preview as well and they made a lot of jokes in regards to uh, James Cameron picking out twins for his movies and stuff. So. <laughs> I want to paint you like one of the French girls. <laughs> yeah. Now, out of uh, Alien 2, the Terminator movies, True Lies, Titanic, and Avatar, is Titanic your favorite James Cameron movie? Um, I mean, the last time I watched that was probably in like daycare, maybe what? when they chose to uh, put a you know hard hitting movies on Wait, like that. How old are so. we? Yeah. 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 Why are you guys gonna <laughs> skip this part? Skip this part. I'm sorry. I want to talk this, about no. the daycare version of Titanic. <laughs> Is it like finger yeah. paint me like one of your French girls? Yeah. Water paint me like one of your French girls. Use Crayola. Oh my god. <laughs> Wow. So, um, yeah, it was a low a budget door, daycare, you a, know. Make a door out of popsicle sticks that's big enough to hold two people. Two kids in the, uh, <laughs> in the daycare. Yeah. Yeah. I still think the, James, the best James Cameron movie ever made was uh, the Aquaman movie he made in Entourage with Vincent James. <laughs> the not, yeah. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the not real movie. Good job. But, nice anyways, um, okay, so uh, let's dive into a non spoiler uh, discussion about what we thought of it. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to do a very brief <clears throat> one and then I'll dive a little further uh, just to get the circle started. Um, good. Not great. I think it was like enjoyable. I, I think it was best summed up awkwardly by the, I was sitting, you guys were all to my right and to the left of me were two strangers. Um, it was a couple, uh, the females next to me and then the male after her. She was a, like right from the get go of the previews, she was a vocal, like every emotion was there. Yeah. Like she laughed, clapped her hands during the rise of Skywalker C3PO moment. She started tearing up. Um, I was like, okay, this is going to be an interesting ride reading like, you know, a more emotional person during this journey, this movie. I think she summed it up or he summed it up to her at the very end after the credits and we were getting up to go. And she, and he was like, I'm really glad we came in expecting this movie to be bad because then it was actually kind of good. And it's one of those <laughs> movies where if you have such low expectations, you go in, you're like, no, oh, it really actually wasn't that bad. It was kind of fun. Like we laughed. <laughs> There's some action. It's a good time. Um, and again, just non-spoilery versions go around. Anybody want to go? Do you have a ranking in where you place this? I mean, I haven't seen Salvation or Genesis. So oh, okay. I mean, and, and I hated three, so it exists. For me, it's... Standalone. For me, yeah, it's like... Terminator 2 is arguably the best sequel in history outside of maybe Godfather 2, right? And this was not a Godfather three. Like Godfather three happened in nineteen ninety seven or eight or whatever. Yeah. With uh, after the age. you know with that that T three movie. So no, this one was you know it was on par enough while also modernizing. For the most part, the graphics. Some of it wasn't 
what I'd hope, but that again, we'll go into that when we get there. But I mean, it was, you know, Terminator two is probably still the best, but it was on par with those two and presumably better than the rest. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I did really enjoy this movie a lot more than I expected to. Like I said, I don't have like a huge expectation from the Terminator franchise. Um, and I mean, yeah, T1 and T2, they're really good films. Uh, I think James Cameron knocked them out of the park here and I'm glad that he was kind of back actually like producing and, uh, apparently he had like a lot of control in the editing room uh so much so that there was a lot of kind of fights in the post-production mm. process as as from what i've heard but he he was very amical about it. he's like you know we have some we butted heads a lot but we you know we made it work there as you do as creatives is what he said um i wanted i wrote down some things because i couldn't remember i just like so remember stuff uh, the opening action action sequence i think was really good and honestly a lot of the action was fairly good here even though a lot of it kind of turns into a cgi mess Mm -hmm. as does in these kind of movies anymore but i mean what are you gonna do right but i there was some new things they did some new things i was like oh hey that was really cool or you know it felt like we hadn't seen it before at least in terms of the action maybe not so much in terms of the story um but at least in terms of the action so i was actually kind of in from that very beginning opening action action sequence i think Mackenzie davis uh knocks this out of the park mm. um and uh i think she was like definitely like a good standout for this film um uh like seeing linda hamilton come back um and then uh i will say diego luna um gabriel luna i'm sorry yeah right Gabriel. Yeah, Gabriel Luna. Ah, oh, my bad. See, we talked about it before. He made he screwed me up. Uh, <laughs> we don't all look like Matthias. No, <laughs> you're the one that did it. You're the one that said it. <laughs> He's like, oh, I know Gabriel Luna. I've seen him in it, and I was like, no, you're thinking of Diego, and now I'm getting I'm confused. Um, so I think Gabriel Luna. Um, I like that he got a lot of chance to be charismatic as opposed to just like a robot kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? So there's a, like a lot, I think he, um, I mean, uh, I'm just going to say this. Uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him and he's probably going to, he's probably going to be a good, uh, I guess a standout of this. Um, and hopefully we'll see him in more and more things going along. Um, that said, there's some, the writing was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> in certain parts, uh, like I, you know, again, once you get to the action, it's, it's kind of cool, but everything in between is like, oh my God, like whoever wrote this, I don't know. Like it was just kind of, it just, it, it went into territories that I guess it thought it was cool, uh, but it kind of, it kind of wasn't. I was like, okay, can we just get on with it? Can we move on? Um, maybe some, there were some funny moments in between, you know, including the stuff with uh, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was kind of fun, but I don't know. I, I think if it wasn't for the action, this movie would not be as good. Yeah. I think, if it was a drama, what the fuck? <laughs> Did I just sit there for two hours more? Yeah, you, you have an interesting slew of writers on this where James Cameron has a story by credit alongside a lot of people like David S. Goyer, who was like early known for Dark City and went on to write uh, co-write things like Batman Begins a Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. But those were like probably heavily Christopher Nolan. You also have Billy Ray was part of the screenplay as the guy who, you know, famously wrote for things like Hunger Games franchise. So, you, you know, you kind of have some franchise writers like that. Um, 
so it is kind of all over the place as far as the the contributions but it it also kind of felt like it was written all over the place like yeah I, it, it felt mm. like a in a, a boardroom of writers kind of collectively like having to agree on every joke or every moment and they settled on you know like this is what we're gonna get like not too dissimilar than mm-hmm. uh, the dark tower yeah which I, is I my will biggest say problem with that the film. overall story probably was better like i'll give mm-hmm. james cameron that like the the plotting of it it felt natural to certain extents and especially as a continuation of linda's story um, at all, which which she does an amazing job of continuing that. But uh, I think it's like the little moments of dialogue. I guess the the let's head, enter a clever thing here. Like how many jokes can we get into these kind of things? That's where it kind of like fell apart. Like it just didn't feel organic at all. Hmm. You know. So those are my thoughts. Kiko, as the resident Terminator, um... the Shermanator. No, um, <laughs> I it was entertaining, but it wasn't great. Um. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I, I didn't. I liked it to the extent of like, okay, whatever. But then when the plot twist came, I was like, this is stupid. But I just, like I've said, I've just had such a hard on for the stupid machine war, and they won't give it to me. <laughs> Every time they come they back with the same thing in Salvation, barely it's there. any, barely <laughs> any. And yeah, just the tip of it only. And I didn't get what I needed out of this. It wasn't. <laughs> Man, see, I'm not the one doing it. Um, but I, I differ from you. Matthias, you think your friend has a Gabriel Luna, whatever, has a great future. I think this did more than Trump's border wall. It's going to block a lot of Mexicans' careers because this thing sucks in that aspect. I know that's cold, right? So, because okay. that's why I was like, okay, now you include Mexicans and you know a shitty movie. We're not going to go anywhere after this movie. Yeah. I know it. We, we are at a point where it is probably right now famously going to lose a hundred dollars, hundred million dollars or more. Yeah. Um, and do you think that is going to negatively yeah. like inflect, you know, like, Oh, well if we had had some, you know, more Anglo-Saxon leads that are a little bit more known entities and not trying no, to No, I'm like, not saying because of who they... Like the, like the like, studios are going to take a bad lesson is what I'm asking. Oh, yeah, it's they're like, going to take a bad think? lesson. They're like, see what happens when we include Latinos in the storyline? I'm like, yeah. also, thanks for asking us, douche. Like, mm. But it's like, <laughs> when they got to that one, I was like, of course, Mexicans are going to save the world. I knew it. Um, but it was just... I, I see those because I've seen those before in other movies. Can't give direct examples, but I know like I've seen people and then the movie bombed and you just don't see them again. And you're like, you did a great job, but you're a part of this crap movie. But I know the other Anglo actors in the movie still keep kept going. And if they were higher up still, but it's just like, I just feel like they're negatively. I don't want to make it that completely about race, but the movie was a lot about race. Mm. Anyways, that's what I thought. Maybe a B. Maybe a B. Yeah. Kathy? I gotta say that I feel like if you dig a little bit harder into uh, maybe the executive dollars behind this, it might have been financed by the Democratic Party. Just to say that a lot of the messages they were sending and shoving down your throat were very liberal-leaning. Things like, look, not all Mexicans are bad, you know, just ramming that into your face with their casting and also in terms of like feminism of the characters in there and including a lot of strong female figures and there are a couple things that are spoilers that I won't give away at this moment but I do feel like a lot of those messages were they could have been a bit more subtle in their choices of delivering it maybe Hmm. like for me I mean I, I, I would just like to contrast the beginning part of that statement is 
Having worked in both film and politics, I would say it's it's less that it's a direct correlation of like the Democratic Party funded this movie. It's more just there is a lot of uh, current Hollywood when this movie was be- probably being written and first being financed was right at the height of the Me Too movement. And they were like, oh, shit, we have to like make sure female empowerment is important. Like it was like it was yeah. more just them like scared of like we have to cover our asses. So let's really double down on these specific aspects which again we'll go into spoiler yeah. territory but i do get what you're saying where it's like it felt a little ham-fisted at yeah, moments very heavy-handed for yeah. sure and you mm-hmm. know that's not to say like those messages are negative in a way but there are easier well not easier per se but um more natural ways mm-hmm. of uh introducing those elements into a plot and it just felt a little bit overdone i also left with a lot of questions and i don't feel like well written and put together movies should leave you with more questions than they actually answer during the film because mm-hmm. i have a fair number for sure yeah i definitely have a handful of these like sort of overarching like big picture questions that don't make sense and i think some of them might be explained if we discuss it but that's even weird that we have to do that to get there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we can... Uh, does anyone want to say anything before we jump into spoiler territory? Just sort of a broad view of... Uh, who would you recommend this? and a woman <laughs> and a little Latino. So I don't oh, want yeah. everybody to think she's a sexist <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> like, no, 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 I just got to say, just you know. like, These yeah. women we all want these things in these movies. Oh, by the way, I'm a woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's... Just yeah, kidding, yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, like, it's not like George Soros personally financed this movie as, like, some liberal agenda or something. It was like people in Hollywood are trying to figure out how to do it. And especially, like, if you look at who wrote and produced this movie, it is entirely straight white men, as far as I can tell. Would Mm -hmm. you say it's kind of a liberal circle jerk at this point? I mean, pretty much. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It didn't seem like there were a lot of, like... I, I didn't see any females, any non-white writers, producers, or whatever. You know, so it's like okay, like eh. they just kind of went down a list and were like, check this box, check this one, check that. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's a little bit of the problematic nature of, of Hollywood. Back into acting, yeah. yeah. Any more brown guys? Come <laughs> yeah. on, let's do this. Um, <laughs> but as far as like having a few drinks, eating some edibles, turning your brain off for some dumb action. Where does this one stand? I mean, not quite as like overtly fun as like uh, Hobbs and Shaw or any other Fast and Furious movie, but um, you know, doesn't take itself too seriously all the time, I guess. But overall, it's just like I said at the beginning. It's I thought it, you know, good, not great. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just think that like like I said, the some of the action felt kind of new and everything, but there's nothing here story wise. Um, that I felt like was new at all. It, it, it was, it, it didn't give me anything that like, uh, I didn't really have, it's not like I connected so much with the characters. I was like empathizing with them or whatever. And so like, it just was, it was a, it was a film and I yeah. saw it and, uh, it was entertaining at times. And at this point, like, it's like nothing, it didn't get me to like think about anything like new or, or interesting or like it didn't like it, it maybe it leaves you with questions, but it doesn't leave you with like intrigue or those kind oh, of, yeah. you know, well, those kind of plots that no. you want when you come out of, of a film, you know, like excitement or thinking about like, Oh, this could happen or this guy or any of those kind of things. It didn't give you any of that. It was just like this. It's done. It's over. Great. Cool. Move I had on. questions, but it wasn't like, I hope I get to see in the next movie. I was like, you fuckers <laughs> answer these questions. It, it definitely reminded me of like, not a direct-to-DVD movie, but definitely 
Maybe Crackle mm. or Hulu is fighting Shots for it. <laughs> what was just the dialogue direct and just everything video. else? <laughs> We're bringing it back. No, no, not direct <laughs> video. But, you know, it's, this, it's an online streaming. One of them, Hulu or so, or Netflix went for it, you know? Is you AMC know? making so a bit, I think No, I think what you're trying to hit on there is it kind of became a parody of itself. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was, it wasn't, uh, it, it it was a new Terminator film, but it felt like a film trying to be a Terminator Tremor film. Tremor 17. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I would say it was very safe, for sure. And there's mm. kind of been that trend recently of people uh, creating these films that already have that audience, that mm. they're like, oh, we already have a guaranteed dollar, let's play it safe, and just, you know, give these people what they want. Even if it's not going to create the best one in the world, the best movie or the best film or whatever, it's like, we're going to make our dollar back for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, that makes... I'm, it's hard to argue with, obviously. Um, I think we just need to dive into spoilers because I think there's a lot of stuff that we're ready to discuss that we you know we're tiptoeing around. So, spoilers. future shit. Uh, wow, just yeah. yeah Can you answer okay, like a talking you know, right the here? future? So if you go, if we edit this the way we should have, we'll put the end of it in the beginning, in the beginning, in the end. So it's kind of like we're going back and no future. Don't shit. give me this look. It's future <laughs> shit. Just kidding. This is this is how. I'm just waiting for a clean pause so I can actually move on of the shit I'm gonna cut out. <laughs> All right. That's professional talk for shit. Fuck up. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, uh, as we dive into the spoiler talks, um. We open with uh, the classic VHS style footage of Linda Hamilton in her insane asylum. And, you know, we've seen this before. And then we uh, immediately, is it right that we immediately open in uh, 1998 Mm -hmm. with her after the events of what would have been Judgment Day had passed because they saved it. And Edward Furlong, who we heard, comes back to kind of play himself in the de-aged thing. And they de-aged her as well. And uh, all of a sudden, I wasn't sure if that was actually supposed to be a de-aged uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger that shows up as a Terminator. Because he seemed so like, at first, I was unsure because he seemed like darker tanned. And I was like, is this supposed to be a sort of guy that looks like him? But not they him. were on been, the beat. On the but beach. I was confused. For a while, so you know you didn't have sentences. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, oh, I couldn't quite, it, it was a bit jarring for me. But, um, but then he shows up and, and murders him. Right in front of her. Yeah. yeah with a shotgun. And, and John Connor <laughs> is now dead, which they spent the first two movies all trying desperately to save his life to, to save it. So this movie kind of sets the stakes as, Oh, the person that was supposed to save the world in the future is now dead. And we start mm-hmm. there, um, which is an interesting place to start. And then we dive into Mexico in modern day ish. And uh, story I, goes from there. I hate that. I really do. I really hate that they did that. Not because like I was so like I wanted Edward for, for long in this movie. And like, well, how could they kill John Connor? It's just like it, it, it then sets up this movie. It's like, OK, great. So. Now this is the Force Awakens of the Terminator franchise. <laughs> like we're doing something, uh, we're we're just recycling. Wait, what's your problem with Force Awakens? In the Everything. sense of it basically was a new hope, is what it, the argument being like. If Force Awakens is basically a new hope and shiny. Uh, yeah. you know, rap wrapping or whatever. Well, you know I do have saying? some deep thoughts on that at the very end, but mm-hmm. so I've so in that in that sense, if I mean, I feel like this is a. a 
I like The Force Awakens better than that, but I will say that this is basically uh, a better argument for being The Force Awakens for the Terminator franchise. But you know, they they almost definitely. I was originally going to think about this as like an end of the uh, end of the conversation uh, kind of conversation, but I, I mean, I I would say no matter what, the way we look at it is they have similar messages in in both the the force awakens trilogy that exists now and the uh this new terminator film is there's always no matter how much evil there is it's going to rise up humans someone's going to rise up from the humans and help yeah. save it there's going to be someone new and that's what kind of ends up happening here that we find now um, we find out that they keep so the, they, i mean so the beginning of the movie is whether for better or not they were setting up this ideal is that right. even taking John Connor out of the equation, mm-hmm. this is the version of the future in which John Connor doesn't exist. Something else happens. Sure. And I guess just my personal opinion is like it kind of I maybe that's my problem with the Terminator franchise in general is that it always ends up being this like, OK, so this doesn't work. So we're going to send someone else back and we're going to yeah. keep on returning to the past. Like you yeah. said, Kiko, A we never go to the killer. future of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or anything. It doesn't. It just ends up being like over and over and over again. It's like, OK, come on. Like, how many times are we going to do this dance kind of thing? Yeah. You know? they keep how, how many times can Jesus be re- resurrected? Yeah. Is that what your problem yes. is? Sure. Twice only. <laughs> But it was, just, yeah, it was just kind of that thing when they said that, they, you know, they kept sending Terminators back and she had to kill them. And I'm like, so they keep killing new kids? Um, or like, it just, it was just kind of weird that like, and then he walks off. He kills John Connor. She's there crying on him. And then Terminator Arnold Schwarzenegger just, just walks away on the beach. Like, you know. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, the mission was fulfilled. Yeah, I, mean, I know. That's what Terminators like, are. We never saw their like, mission ah, And then she's just there crying. I thought she would have gone on a rampage. Yeah. And just like tried to kill him and died in the process. But, you know. I did think later, I was like, oh, man, I wish they had like, like knocked her out, like unconscious. Yeah. And the Terminator's gone. Yeah. And then she woke up after he's already gone. So she had no way to recourse. But instead, they made her. And they had like, instead, they just wrote that he walks off. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that she sees it and doesn't like do anything. It felt yeah. like she was mm-hmm. capable of doing more in that moment because she, she is, became soft. She's an overly capable human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's no wussy by that time in the movie or the franchise. Yeah. She's a lot better on that one. But yes, it um, was. And then Flash War, and they come back the same way they used to. Chick, they both come back naked. Well, before, yeah, before we jump into that, well, I mean, this ties into the next thing is why is it they only send one Terminator every so often? Two years. Was there something in the, uh, the source, like in the backstory and the source material of existence in which they, they're like, why not send a hundred Terminators, you know? Like, like, I think there... it's like a, it might, I mean, I'm not going to try and explain, uh, like, I'm going to justify, I'm going to justify everything for them. I think it's just a resource thing, you know, like they can only do, I think the first Terminator was originally supposed to be like, they like the last, res- like the last resort, they were losing the war and then they found out how to send one back, but they, that was it. Right. Yeah, so was it was, one. so it was very much like, and then when that changed, it probably changed the future. So all of these things are probably all like yeah. last resort kind of thing. So it might not even be that they even know, Oh, we already sent one and we already sent another one. And we, you know, it might yeah. just end up being like a new timeline kind of thing. You know, but we never find out that there is a finite ability to send either an amount or how often. 
Yeah, all like, we know is like uh, organic materials, right? Right. Or, yeah. Is the only yeah. thing you can send. So in theory, there's nothing stopping him from sending a hundred different Terminators every day of the week. For well, I think they do. Ever. Again, I think it's just time, a resource thing. Yeah, time is. We assume. Saying, I'm time saying is we don't linear know. and always goes at the same pace. So, my assumption is they are sending back a whole bunch, and they, that's why they come back the same day every year, two years. Oh, you're saying there's there's a finite time period of they have to go exactly X amount of years and days well, back I, I think so from the moment do, they're sent. Yeah, but for them, it, for them, they're sending because she said every two years they send one, and she has to go to the coordinates to find them. Now, if that's true and the future keeps changing, which means they're alternate, but it, this same shit keeps happening. Mm-hmm. So the future may change, but there's always time travel this day, this year, all the time. Until whenever somebody the, wins. Whenever the clock strikes the yeah. clock tower, the lightning strikes the clock tower yeah. in Back to the Future. Yeah. Like that's ha- the only time you can time travel. Yeah, yeah. It's the only time that it just keeps coming back in their universes and in their dimensions, I guess they can. If I want to, if we want to get deep, I don't think it's that deep. I, you know, <laughs> just the idea of like, you know, like, oh, you know, like, it's like, um, what is it? Um, the summer movie, um, five, 500 Days of Summer, where they see the perception versus reality. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So it's that kind of thing. One person does one thing and they do theirs. And then at the same time, they are sending another one, but their reality has changed. So they keep sending it. But we're agreeing. Yeah. It's an unexplained plot yeah, it's hole an unexplained. in which we assume, we assume that, whatever that we it's now, a yeah. finite ability because yeah, they only send <laughs> the one. We develop okay. these liquid robots and time travel, but yeah. shit, we can only send one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any other thoughts out. on this from your outside perspective, Kathy? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm just curious why. Okay, so presumably they're operating from an infinite universes theory. But why are all the Terminators the same up until this one? Because they say that uh, Sarah Connor's been able to defrag every uh, Terminator up to this point. Mm -hmm. She's been able to defeat all of them. Somehow she can destroy them. And presumably she has that same tried and true method, which means those Terminators are tried and true as well. They're Mm. pretty much of the same make and model. But suddenly she's faced with this new one. So was she defeating those Terminators from that original? Original timeline she defeated, level. and yeah. this is finally the new timeline that's kicking into effect. Or what's going on with that? Yeah, 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 I, I, I was under the impression, and maybe I don't know, but I was under the impression that it was uh, they were all the ones that she had been defeating up until this, this point was Skynet, um, and they were sent from the other future, and maybe they had an interval time of where they just sent one, and it could only go back this far, and then the next one could only go back this far. So they were like contingency plans, just in case the other one failed, you know? And so they were like, these were all just contingency plans um, um, from her past and uh, her alternate future um, that was happening. That was my impression, even though I have nothing to really back well, that, that up. That's my yeah. theory of the you dimensions know? that I'm talking about the same day every two years because time... Is continuing linear at the same time period and now there are changes you if it's if it's november now it's november now 2027 right so that mm-hmm. kind of thing is happening all the time and their dimension as they as they alter it changes to the next dimension and they're sending a robot as well which is why skynet does exist in this universe as well as a new one which was called Legion. 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 Yeah. So Legion and Skynet both well, the exist. The AI was called Legion, but the yeah. company, I don't know. But no, Skynet they, 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 they referred to Legion as kind of being the overarching oh, okay. thing. Military gotcha. thing they did as well, but they called it Legion. So Similar to, what was it in Hobson Shaw? The, um, oh, yeah. oh, do you remember the, 
There's always some vague term, the, the you know, yeah, the, the company. Fast, the company, yeah. The MacGuffin? Or, yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever the project. fuck it is. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, so maybe that is the fitting into the different universe. Maybe that does get that deep. Yeah. That's what the question is of, like, the different universes that exist because she does talk about Skynet, so it yeah. existed at some point in time, and it kept existing in her brain, never got erased, but then this new one showed up, which is the same thing. Well, she destroyed it. They destroyed name. it Yeah, they destroyed Skynet in yeah. T2 yeah. and didn't continue, but then it's presumed, you know, in this new timeline, after T2 happened, uh, those events that she destroyed it is that this new because there's always going to be the same people who develop yeah. ai technology to pop up and do it and someone else did it and then eventually it becomes a new company called legion who eventually creates ai to the point to where they're you know ai then decides yeah, then that legion, they're going to kill humans then who was creating terminators was the it AI. skynet yeah I mean, it was just the ai but just named itself something different right yeah. Uh, sorry, my bad. Uh, yeah, because that's just kind of like if you think about it. So, like you said, she kept killing Terminators up until that point, and then this new one came along, and she had never seen that one. Which also, which if they sent a liquid metal one through on the end of T two Judgment Day, why weren't the new ones liquid? This is what I'm saying. She's Not presumably like everything she would have faced after the events of T two would be at least as advanced as. Well, I guess not necessarily because, yeah. well, because she, no, 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 because she stopped yeah. the advancement of Skynet and it might have prolonged it by several years because she's st- like, if you follow the fact that in real time in the 1992 or whatever, she actually stopped the advancement of Skynet, then that set them back several years so that Robert Patrick T2 liquid metal one couldn't be invented as soon as he was so he no longer exists in the future even though linda hamilton still lives uh, her character sarah connor that we saw in the movie still lives yeah. in her current reality so i mean it is kind of a paradoxical thing that when it that happens with the multiverse theory and and, and the ability to change these things uh, yeah, we just it doesn't make a lot of right? sense. Can we plot this out on paper? Yeah. I think y'all need more tequila and orange juice. <laughs> I think so too. Because it's just bowls. That's. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, none of this has anything to do with this with goddamn the film. Movie, no. We're basically <laughs> like turning just our logic too, so. inside out to try and justify the poor writing of this movie. Yeah. I gotta say. I'm just we gonna, do want to give it probably more than it's worth. And they're probably like, yeah. who cares? It's just a dumb action <laughs> movie. It's my fault. My edibles kicked in again. So I'm kind of like on a new, like, all right, let's go down here. <laughs> so sorry. What, uh, were, what were your other questions? I was curious. Oh, okay. My questions have to do with that future and how they managed to put together a resistance and have the resources to teach um you know the protector grace or whatever all of these skills i mean she was whipping out all these things she could fly a helicopter she knew like iron fist karate she knew how to fly one of those big carrier jets they have in the military and uh, you know one of the quote-unquote soft jokes is arnold schwarzenegger asks hey can you fly that c whatever c5 she's like of course like dumb question (sighs) yeah she was very much like and so my question is how are they still producing jet fuel in a post-apocalyptic nightmare like are the plants like magically not affected by this or something and they're like yeah yeah absolutely we'll refine this yeah, there were some there's some of those plot holes like that were jokes early on with with Sarah Connor of like, you know, like, oh, you don't understand our reality. That's why I put my cell phone in a potato chip bag 
and you'll you won't last 10 hours without me because there's cameras everywhere and there's yeah. this or that and you don't understand this reality even though like she is more advanced it, it i mean it was yeah it was it was yeah, very contradictory that time technically she's alive yeah during that year she's only 12 yeah. at the time but trust me 12 year olds now know more about it yeah you hand them a smartphone and yeah. they'll unlock yeah. it in two yeah, seconds yeah have you not seen euphoria <laughs> more than most of us they and also way. too like they're saying that uh food is a scarce resource and they have this whole human resistance and it's like well where are you getting this food to fund these people, people. she has some pretty good muscles on her i mean that takes fuel that takes power especially when you're fighting all day long i mean you know, military personnel will tell you an army marches on its feet or army marches on its stomach. Yes, yes. But, uh, <laughs> you know, where are they getting this then? Like, sure, you could scrap together enough for maybe a couple years. But if these people are actively fighting and burning these calories and growing and defending all the time, like they have a giant. Seriously, what supply chain demand do they have there? <laughs> oh, I mean, and who then is doing they... their books? Yeah, how are they transporting this? Like, oh, they had with a chip in the beginning that they were flying and... through, and I think it was an alternative fuel source. But you're right; it shows all of them there. It's like, okay, where are y'all cultivating shit? It's kind of like you—you're right. It goes back to another matrixy feeling thing because it's like, where's Zion? Apparently, you guys are hiding underground. There has to be some like agriculture there, which is why I want to see the goddamn machine movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we saw that in the Matrix Reloaded, and you know what? It wasn't that good. And that one sucks because they just went overboard. Yeah. Or the Matrix Revolution, is yes. that the, is the, whatever the last one was, where it yeah, just got it just gets stupid. It was like you guys were really trying way yeah. too hard. Well, I think, and that was what was arguably the sh- the worst part of this movie was the final like third of it, where it just built to oh, we want to see these big actiony things, and yeah. then between it went from them escaping the deportation thing, right? It was the last time we felt like we were grounded in some sort of reality that we could understand. And then it became the chopper to the, um, airplanes. Yeah. To that big cargo airplane, the military cargo plane to like the Humvee, uh, parachuting down to the big dam waterfall to like, like, I feel like you, you, yeah. And they, none of those things absolutely needed to happen when you when you really think about any of them being removed, like you could have removed one, if not three, of these things from the final third act, where it just felt like, oh, we got to get big with this whole yeah. thing. Well, that's what we talk about too. Like, if you're gonna send somebody to go, and Sarah Connor kind of proved it that way when they're practicing shooting. Like, if you're gonna kill something, why go with a knife? Just get the big fucking gun and explode everything around so you can't miss your shot. Point in case, if you're gonna send somebody back to kill John Connor or Danny, just make him an atomic bomb. Or like yeah, make him explode a whole thing. Supply. Poison the water supply or something. And, and There you go. You kill him. And nobody knows you're there. Yeah. Did anyone buy Danny as the hardened no. kind of soldier? Well, I mean, that's what they were kind of doing. Like the Sarah well, Connor thing. Like, no, yeah, but like, first. I don't... Hmm. No less than Edward Furlong. I guess. Also... I mean, like, honestly, Edward Furlong in T2, I didn't... I thought about this a few times. Yeah, but times. he was a kid, you know? So was she. Uh, yeah. But, but I know not but, yeah, but they, 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 they progressed her into it in this movie in yeah, a way a lot that quicker. may not. Yeah. I don't Well, even in the future version of it, like, that, it just mm. didn't, like, I didn't see her Oh, when turning. she showed up with her hair and Snoop Dogg uh, yeah, cornrows, and, yeah. and it's like, oh, that's supposed to be tough Danny. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, not a knock on the actress at all. It's just the fact that, like, it didn't, 
it it didn't translate that this is the girl that turns into this and then like is this supposed to be some hardened kind of thing? I didn't know how she, I didn't understand how she ended up bringing every hope the movie and it came down to hope it's a rogue one thing oh um hold on real quick we should do a quick aside Matias has no hope about life whatsoever so anything that's going to present any kind of hope whatsoever whether that's it's what it was, uh, though, though. whether it's about survival of humanity or romantic love and crazy stupid love uh he is right now so jaded about life that he will not accept any hope whatsoever so hopefully he's over this by december 20th when rise of skywalker comes out or he's gonna hate that but that was no but you're like no joke like that that was her thing was like she was more hopeful than everyone and so she was able to bring everyone together with her hope that's what she said right that's what we Pretty were much, told like yeah. i mean she did kick like, a couple of girls asses but that's you know it was just because she was more hopeful than everyone she just was really good at speeches i mean did you not that was a good monologue i wonder if she had that prepared before she that got up there to see what happens when i beat people's asses i get up and i monologue and that wins them bitches love monologues it was very simplistic for sure it's kind of yeah. like if i just try my best everything will turn out okay is the whole idea it's like that's kind of not reality there's a lot more components than that obviously and what? she was mildly charismatic but it's kind of like what makes her a character you want to follow for real like right. we weren't exactly rooting for her per se like she is the main character but only because she's put into that role yeah she was no sarah connor which like in the first one like sarah connor is like you see her being like a very girly girl very. you know like she's like in not into things and like and then she gets thrust out of this and like and there's that's what's great about terminator and i, I don't know this one didn't mean, this one didn't handle it with the same amount of care yeah. i guess and you yeah. didn't really well, see this that. one wanted to do more of the female empowerment yeah. in the sense that it's like oh it's not about like a man saving her or her giving birth to a it boy was who's going to become the man to save it Probably. which like, i felt it was, was very ham-fisted in that yeah. too there's better well, ways to yeah. do that they, yeah story they line. knew they wanted to like oh we should make this one where we're gonna it's do a twist me. because it's gonna be the woman and then, there but they go. just, but it was, you could tell it was written by all straight white men who just didn't know any other way to approach it other than like, they thought they were doing it right. And it's like, oh, you know, actually, if you ask for the perspective of the people you're trying to represent, they're going to have better input that you never would have thought of. That's what the whole inclusion thing is about. But I, yeah. I want to clarify that I, the. I think the actress did an amazing job. There, she was sure. charismatic at times. She did a great job with what she had. I think the writing yeah. of it was just terrible. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't help, but I think the issue, and again, it is with the writing. I'm agreeing with you on this. It shouldn't be relevatory that it's not about a man. They shouldn't be like, it's not about a man it's not about you know john connor it was it a, it was a heteronormative oh, very much uh, so. masculine it's like default being, position yeah. and everyone is going to assume that default position and then oh my god look what we did we pulled the rug out from under you by saying it's actually a female <laughs> and it's like oh but the, yeah it was like it was word for word yeah, that Holly, too. hollywood trying to That's be painful. woke this is yeah this is a bad example of trying to be woke and missing the point point of yeah. we should get we should tear down the you know the default position of white masculine heteronormative like who who's the guy who did it where they asked the director like why do you always put powerful women as leads in your movies and he was like because you keep asking me that goddamn question 
it's why I do it because you what this shouldn't be a, that was James was, Cameron that was James it? Cameron right yeah because yeah. he was like he's like why do you always put women you know in power and who are strong willed as lead characters in movies he's like because you keep asking me that stupid question it shouldn't ask me that it just should be like wow that was a good actor who did a good job but you keep saying because yeah. aren't they powerful well, yeah they all are because I'm acting like I'm yeah. doing it on purpose and and yeah maybe that I, I don't know I don't want to bash on James Cameron but maybe that's what he specifically was arguing about in this I'm not saying Tim Miller or anybody else involved was the ones who were trying to make it this other negative thing um, but I mean who yeah. knows we don't we don't know who yeah, what went down I don't when. think anyone really took the time to think about what they were trying to make I think it was just like we have a story and we want to tell a good action film they see yeah. the Terminator franchise as like this is a good action film how do we follow up the action film but they didn't but how do we do it with women that's the only yeah, thing they, they, they were just they like shit stop. no one stopped to think about like well what are the other things we want to do and stuff like that and they, it was very surface level kind of like oh we can do this we can do that we can subvert this because in then but it was never yeah because they yeah. didn't have female no one had any care about it you know so, so like, uh, I have a wife and a daughter I can write this <laughs> aside um uh, you know, because we can, we, we will definitely, you know, do a, a whole rabbit hole that we'll never get out of down this part of it. Back but I want to, I want to pull back and go back to some other things of just sort of the, you know, whenever you pull in actors like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, who haven't done as much acting over the last couple of years. Um, what do we think of the actual acting on its face? Uh, starting with Linda Hamilton. Coming back after God knows how long. Uh, she did a really good Harrison Ford impression. <laughs> yeah. Get off my plane. I'm not going to fuck. Don't fucking touch me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I. I so think, she was doing 90s Harrison uh, Ford. Yeah, I think honestly, like I was glad to see her back. And I think she did a great job again for what was given to her, you know, and it, it kind of I mean, there were parts of it that felt like, yes, this is Sarah Connor, you know, so that was very true to the character. But I just don't think that it was a I I don't think she was given that much. And there was not much nuance there. She ended up she went from being a three-dimensional four-dimensional character to being a one oh man please stop that oh <laughs> um, apparently there's some feedback yeah uh she went from being like a four-dimensional character to being something that very very one-dimensional i i, I think know. in terms of the writing and After stuff seeing her video of her in the insane asylum i was like wow you you suck at acting um it was just like very very i mean i know she was supposed to be kind of insane in that but she was just so freaking overboard on it. I was like, I, I'm, yeah. Yeah, but it was also the, I mean, this is like, what, 1992? I mean, everyone's yeah. like coked up still from the 80s. You but, know, whenever you see your flesh yeah. coming out of your body, I was like, yeah. Whoa. at the time, it was right. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you go back, like, when I go back and watch or anything, I watch a Clean East, but I'm like, I never realized how bad of an actor he was till I saw his son acting, and they're exactly the same. And yes, I'm talking tra- trash about them. They both can't act. They do the same character every time. Stoic face, forward. What did you think of Linda Hamilton? In this one, because obviously I haven't seen the other ones, she was the most realistic character. Ah. She's this hard, uh, you know, bitter veteran who has seen, you know, the worst of humanity, or at least the results of the worst of humanity. And she, um, you know, has, like she said you know, drank herself to blackout every single night and has done nothing but prepare for the end of the world otherwise and amassed all of these, you know, militaristic skills and weapons and everything. So 
that the way her character was acting and you know the emotional capacity and range and also the bitterness i felt was the most realistic out of everyone in that whole thing hmm. there you go that's a different perspective than yeah. i think i mean i thought she did well like i mean as far as my expectations for her were probably lowered by the fact that I hadn't seen her do anything in a long time. I knew some of these other actors like Mackenzie Davis and, and Gabriel uh, Luna. Um, uh, I didn't know the, the lead female. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I thought she did at times there were, there were humorous lines that may not have landed exactly right, but I mean, for this movie, pretty good, you know? And, and and that ties me into the other one was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger coming back. Um, it was an interesting kind of tightrope for him to walk of trying to be the original Terminator from a thing, but different. But now he's sort of human, has some human characteristics, Cargo shorts. even though he keeps reminding us that he's not. So that was sort of an interesting dynamic. Uh, I thought that was fun to watch him walk that. What did you think of Arnold? Arnold. Arnold, I uh, think he was fantastic, and everything he does is fantastic. Yeah. He never lost mm-hmm. the Austrian accent. He kept yeah. it going. I think he laid it on even thicker for the movie. But he he did what he normally does. I, I never looked at Arnold Schwarzenegger and thought, man, that's so good. It's yeah. more of just like, it's Arnold. I expect when he, it's not a Duma. <laughs> he was playing the exact role that you grew up with presumably and wanted him to play he was feeding into that fan base again and earning that dollar which good for you arnold you know keep it going you got your strongman thing you got this still going you're a classic you know hero and character so he gave him exactly what everyone wanted perfect that's what he's paid for he never wanted to or he didn't think was going to do well yeah, I feel like he's the only one that can return to a character and still knock it out of the park, you know, the same way that we fell in love with him the first time. Like, any of those action heroes from that era who are trying to, like, return... Rambo. <laughs> Sylvester Stone. Yeah, um, Rambo. Uh, like, it's just it's just not working well enough for them, you know? Um, and uh, he's the only one that can still... Like, he still has his charisma. He still has everything that made him Arnold Schwarzenegger... Um, he, you know, he went to be a governor for a bit and then he came back and he's still doing a good job. It was much better than Terminator Genesis. I'll say that much. Um, cause he was also in that movie in a similar role, but, um, did much better here than he did there. So he was in Genesis. It's Mm -hmm. called him pops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I thought an interesting part of, um, so Terminator's age we yeah. learned with Arnold Schwarzenegger's Their character. Or, so the, or, as well. the organicness. Well, they explained it more, I guess, in Genesis. They didn't yeah. explain it at all in this his, one. I his guess skin is organic skin. There we go. That's, that. that's because everything else is organic, and that's the only thing that can go. Pet, um, that they had to encase it in actual organic material um, when they sent him back. That's the actual thing that ages, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but they keep regenerating it at the same time. So how is it? able to constantly regenerate well, no, when it's his doesn't regenerate his doesn't regenerate that's ever why, at all yeah that's why when his he gets shot yeah, they, can't explain he, this they repair him or whatever so how is it like let's say well i guess i mean we didn't see him get injured when he actually this guy carl when he mm-hmm. got back to 1998 right, in guatemala carl. and he kills john connor he has no injuries so he's an untarnished but if he had, like, let's say, condition. had his skin of an arm ripped off, he would not have been able to replace that skin yeah. without, like, 
you know skin graft like yeah, like you normally actually, would but they never now, even had it yeah mm-hmm. so if you would, if you would in this time would have gotten anything taken off that's it you'd have to cover it up with a sleeve or something probably okay. yeah which interestingly enough why did he have that like circle scar under his cheek presumably from when they first blew like that side of his face off but what if y'all are saying is true like then why did it scar and why doesn't he just have like permanent frankenstein stitches she hit him didn't she like hit him with something or oh, I, don't. I can't remember but yeah there's no he's a n- new terminator who Finished his mission and then had nothing to do and then reprogrammed himself. Kind of. She did shoot him in the in the in the cafe in the beach flashback thing. Like I think she did. She did get a shot off like on that side of the cheek. Like, um, but she but she was uh, yeah. And then she missed. Yeah. 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 You know. So that's that's what that scar is. I mean, like I think it. I guess he does. It heals. It heals like regular skin, but it's not going to grow back. It's not going to regenerate. Mm -hmm. So you know, know, human principles. You cut off a finger; it's not coming back. Not Wolverine, but yeah. (laughs) Got it. Um, All right. Interesting. There we go. And then, uh, (laughs) yeah. Since this is your first one, ask all the questions. We can probably get to them. Yeah, and and uh, so we went through the the two big returning ones. Uh, What do we think of the new Terminator, Gabriel Luna? It's Gabriel, right? Yeah. That, Gabriel the, Luna <laughs> played the new Terminator in the style of Robert Patrick from T2 as a kind of re, constantly reshaping, reforming one. I mean, if it, and if it's during this time, I want to know why they sent back a Mexican. Because they had to be looking back and be like, mm, because she, a good time for because them right she now. was Mexican. Because Danny was Mexican and she lived in Mexico City. So uh, he had to blend in to that stuff. To blend if in, gonna, yeah. You people aren't going to know who I am. It's okay. Exactly. But she yeah. spoke beautiful Spanish, by the way. That was excellent. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I don't, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> are you looking at me? Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Are you? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. It's okay. We love our coconut Ay, here. Dios mio. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, joke, by the way, I'm a coconut, too. Uh-huh. Fully well, appreciate that, it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I already said my thoughts at the very beginning about um, I mean, Gabriel. I face. But again, I just think that at least they gave him more chances to just... Uh, try and blend in you know those like small little moments of like uh, you know like going through the metal detector and stuff like that so you could see a little bit of the actor and not just the I'm the person here to be a, a killer robot kind of thing you know so there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of charisma there I think you know he did, he did as good of a job as I think uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger um, did in the first one you know he's probably not yeah. as imposing or as uh, you know as the original but he wasn't but, yeah in this one he's supposed to be he's more of a chameleon who blends in like he'll like slip on a Texas accent or mm-hmm. he'll do something oh, yeah. you know, or yeah. the, you know he speaks Spanish and it's more uh, about that sort of style of this chameleon of a Terminator, which is, you know, in theory, supposed to be scarier that he's able to like, oh man, this, this guy can really do anything. Like he can, he can become something new. Yeah. I like that. We can become something new if we come to the country. It's what it's oh, it's all it's an allegory for assimilation. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Fuck. I never would have, never would have gotten there on my own. Yeah. It's straight. It was good. It was just, it was a Terminator. I kept thinking, I was like, where would they get a sense of humor? Why would the machines ever think about programming you? And they're like, all right, send you back to kill this person. By the way, we also need to get where a was, personality. Where was, uh, where was the wall? Was it no. not there? Yeah, it was. Remember where they went underneath it? No, oh, where yeah. was Trump's wall? Oh, yeah. What did it say written on there? Boom. Got him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was blocking their new roles. We, we could cut that out. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, God damn it. I actually had a serious thing right before that, too. 
about immigration. Still yes, it actually was. Um, Showing the plight of the immigrants. No, actually, with the this is the funny. Actually, yes, that reminded me of the moment where they said um, Sarah Connor's driving the SUV and they're like, we need to get to Texas to Laredo where they, you know, they don't know that it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's character waiting, but they're like, we need to get there. And like, how are we going to cross the border? We have, you know, she's like, we have an, uh, uh, you know, an undocumented, like, uh, talking about the, our lead character, uh, Grace, Danny, Danny, Danny. sorry. So they're like, we have Danny back here. And, um, how is she going to cross? She's like, and I've been on like America's most wanted, and nowhere did they argue about the fact that Grace, the Mackenzie Davis Terminator, is somebody who's like, yeah, she's, I mean, white, but she's a Terminator from the future. She doesn't have a passport. She doesn't have any, like, well, that arguably, didn't even occur either. Well, it'd be like a duplicate because she's alive at that point as her younger self as well. So it's like she stole someone's identity almost. Yeah, but I mean, she doesn't have a passport on yeah. hand. She doesn't have proof of who she is. Like, we're not, like, it was just kind of weird that they were like, you know. They had to point out that the Mexican couldn't get across the border, but like this white girl who doesn't actually kind of really exist with no documentation. Well, more than the fact that her she knew a coyote, yeah. and At I was least, like, "God dang it!" Yeah, you know, of course they do. Of course, of course they movie, know. Most movies don't yeah. take the time to pay attention to the border; they just go across it. And this yeah, one just they, they just really mat. wanted to mm-hmm. hit home that no, it's going to be a lot harder to cross the border this time. You know, again that yeah. kind of yeah. yeah. easy. We have to be. <laughs> make yeah. it a struggle. Do we, yeah, because they were probably writing the first drafts of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Trump was elected, if Trump wasn't elected, do you think they probably would have just like skipped right over? They would have been like Mexico to Texas. They would have had like a very brief getting over yeah. the border. Someone was hiding the trunk. I think it would have been a very it. different this movie. Was a, this is a very forced thing, and they're like, oh, and then she can they can talk while they're on the way there. You know. Well, yeah. Also, too, they wanted to show like the detention center because I presume that's when they wrote mm-hmm. that portion of the film right there. It's mm-hmm. like take the American audience inside a detention center without mm-hmm. all the white guilt right. attached yeah and then yeah. the and then the border patrol agent who's like it's they're not prisoners they're detainees they have to they had to throw it in there to show how like americans treat it it's like no they're not prisoners you know kind of thing yeah. um yeah i yeah you're right you're absolutely yeah, right there's several things that made this movie possible and it's not just the producers it's called the me too movement and immigration policies <laughs> because those two things are the most prevalent thing in this movie you can just look at them just like, let's talk about immigrants and let's also talk about women saving each other, which is, is a thing. It's very frozen. Women supporting women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they still need the big guy to save them. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's not possible without men. I know, though. you can't do it without us. You need penises. Apparently. <laughs> can't live without them. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I really couldn't. I mean, I, I don't know what I would do. I'd lose it and cry. Anyways, sorry, it's cold. Yeah, I mean, did anyone have any thoughts on like the terminator himself like the way he could do his stuff or anything or he can make machines you know? yeah he could no he was like he so, was two and yeah, one he, he, had yeah. this, he had this osmosis ability that i didn't really understand at first but it was there was the original uh full-on skeletal. terminator skeletal kind of existence that also split out to be this easier to shoot and stop kind of molten version of himself is, is what I gathered. When he was together as one, he was much harder to stop. But then you separated him, which in moments he needed to do that uh, to, you know, compete, you know, to actually, like, try to get this. So that was kind of an interesting thing, but it took me a little longer. I don't know about y'all, but it took me a little longer to figure out exactly 
the, that dynamic. I mean, I kind of liked it. All I wanted to say yeah. was that, like, I, um, I, I think I got it. I understood it yeah. and everything, and it, and it did. Um, it, it again. I, it comes down to the action was pretty good, and it did do a very good job of like, how do you stop this thing? Like, like it kept coming and stuff. So there was a little bit of it. It gave me the stakes there that I guess was needed. It was very much like something kind of new. It wasn't. It wasn't amazing, but I will say they did kind of a good job of creating this new, more powerful Terminator. Mm-hmm. Did that feel, Kathy? How did you feel about it as someone outside the franchise? Question: Why did it need the skeleton at all, ever, for any reason whatsoever? Like it seemed it to function perfectly well. <laughs> so yeah. it could drive yeah, it while could, it jumps <laughs> on the it could drive the truck. Planned or for that the exact ship. scenario. Yeah, there are yeah. times it would where have to do that. It couldn't just lay around as like an oil or slick and then just like if it needed to flank uh, them. At any point, which it kind of did on the bridge, I guess. You know what? Now I think about it, it would have been a really smart move to maybe split up a lot sooner. Yeah. <laughs> it couldn't have pretended to be a cup of water that she drank and like destroyed her from the inside out. There's, like I said, a lot yeah. better ways it could have gone about killing her than like dragging a giant, you know, fight across the Mexico US border into a military base, which presumably is not smart. When it walks through the metal detector, if it had split off, it wouldn't have turned off no, the metal detector. Metal. Come on. Me- the skin well, is was it, metal. Is it molten? Is it, I guess, yeah, Oh, it sure. was pure metal. Um, but that was one of those fun moments. He's like, I'm going to set that off or whatever he says. And like, all right, calm down. Save like, it for the ladies. Save it for the ladies. <laughs> and he comes through and he's like, you know, two tours in, uh, you know, Afghanistan or whatever. You know, that was from a military. So So uh, Matias is our resident military guy. What did you think of the aspects of the kind of military existence? Um, I just, I... It was fine. <laughs> was okay. it, it's a it's a thing. He was that, Navy, and that was it's really easy. No, it's really <laughs> easy nowadays to write. Oh, we need a we need a character, and we need him to have some sort of military. But this was a little different. But like it, it always happens in movies. Well, he's an Iraq veteran. You know, he he went to Afghanistan. You know, like uh-huh. okay, great. So then you explain like why he's a badass or something or whatever. You know. So in this case, it I mean yeah. it was different because well, yeah. that was his cover story. So I, it made sense, but. Other than that, there was nothing else. Are you talking about like any other military well, I mean, yeah. stuff? Um, yeah, specifically whenever we got up to, I remember none during, of it made sense during yeah not, during the movie. There was uh, yeah, there was the Humvee out of the cargo plane with a parachute that then landed and was going down the waterfall and then went underwater. And this Humvee that's been banged as shit all the way from being in the cargo plane, bullets flying over everything else, is suddenly waterproof. No, yeah. And then they shoot through the window, which is and like the the window is it still only has a bullet hole that big, and water's only coming through that. Even though they're like so far underwater, you think it'd crush the window. There was just a lot of shit. Oh no, I didn't those get. windows. No, like so, honestly, like that. That was. I mean, it's. It, it was. It was more or less believable. It wasn't that. It. It was actually pretty good i mean the fit the physics in the rest of the film was like actually really bad like i yeah. they, they decided to forego physics like a lot of times and it really pissed me off you know um mm-hmm. like the action the action scenes were good but then anytime like something moved a little quicker or whatever in the cj it's like it didn't pause like no they just threw physics out the window and didn't care and stuff like that but actually that was a that was not well i mean what that humvee had humvee. gone through was, was all the bullets and explosions on the plane 
then flying down. Then the, then the, the parachute didn't open properly and they hit the ground too hard. Then they're on the side of the dam, crashes through a barricade. Then they smash, they like on this little like uh, rope thing, smash into the side of the dam that feels like it's crushing. And the whole time we're seeing crushing, it looks like we're seeing glass breaking. We're seeing pieces fly off. And then it goes into the dam underwater and it's like, oh, that's still somehow waterproof. Sure. It just felt man. like, yeah. all right, okay. If, if you say, if you say so, I'll let it go. Oh, it makes a good vehicle. It costs right? cost like five, I'm sorry, I'm not minimizing. It's either five million or five billion. I'm not even kidding. Um, but That's, like to well, make one of those. Billion. Is that it, in freedom dollars? Yeah, America. America. Um, America. It costs a lot America. of money. America. It costs a lot of money to make one of those uh, um nowadays and and it wasn't completely waterproof it wasn't water sealed like there was water coming in but those windows yeah no those windows are good those Mm -hmm. windows are solid and then when there's like multiple bullets going through the windows the rest of the glass still isn't cracked. No, it only water is going to get it's through. Not the to shatter, it's, it's not. It's like, not that's like what I'm a, asking. Like yeah. I'm legitimately yeah, yeah. asking. Bulletproof is not supposed to shatter, but I also thought that. Yeah, like, so I it's, thought it was weird that she was like shoot out the window. I was like, you're in. Would you think when they go outside of the bulletproof, that, they I will easier? say that was like she was shooting through the window from the inside. I mean, she. Yeah. Had, it's not like she hit anything, and it, it didn't matter. It didn't stop the thing, but you know, he did. It, it was. It, okay, let me just. It was a little more believable than the other stuff. That's not. That's the least of my worries. Mm-hmm. I just wonder, one time, like, she <laughs> shoots inside the car, and she's like, "Ow, what? I can't hear. It's too loud." Do EMPs my, look like that? Uh, I don't think EMPs exist, and I'm not exactly sure. They about don't that come one. in a no. shiny metal briefcase that you, you have to like have special them? clearance for. No, no that was shot. No, let me let me put something straight. The the briefcase that you saw that was not an EMP briefcase. That was actually in the military what they call a MacGuffin case. Um, which is what thing. the screenwriters write um, when they want to have a thing like an EMP in a screenplay. Now, curiosity, um, who was that guy who showed up at the EMP? No one. Absolutely no one. So he was no not idea. connected to any, because, so this guy comes in out of nowhere, and we're supposed to be like, he has a backstory with Sarah Connor, in which Arnold Schwarzenegger's character is tracking him and knows exactly who it is before she says it and where he's at. And then he comes in and sacrifices him his own life while potentially being court-martialed for committing treason and mm-hmm. dies in it and is more than happy to do it. But we don't know. And anything. we still don't know who the fuck he is. Like, yeah. I thought he had to have some connection. Especially, yeah, the way she said, you know, like, you know, always good to see you. I always hate seeing you. It's never good to see you. And I'm like, yeah, I've never seen I, you before. When I first started, I thought there was a connection to Dyson from Skynet. From, yeah. uh, like his son from or T2. something? Yeah, it was like there had to have been some connection to Skynet from T2. It was just cause, because, I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense. Because he's, you know, electromagnetic, the whole thing. I mean, but apparently none of us, uh, yeah. That doesn't exist. I looked it up. I didn't see it. Yeah, if somehow it was supposed to exist, the fact that none of us caught it is bad filmmaking. So there you go. Um, It was, and then the the plane crash slash fight that lasted almost as long. Okay, I will say, uh, (laughs) Gabriel Luna threw a plane into another plane, and that was pretty awesome. Wait, when was this? He he the equivalent. He drove the plane, and then he he basically like 
put it on, he, put it on, he glided it into the other plane and then jumped off the plane. So it, it was essentially throwing the plane, like because it had no mm. more thrust. It like was going. It started going down afterwards, you know. So then, he essentially threw a plane into another plane. I think that was pretty awesome. But, I mean, in a better movie, maybe. But that but, also <laughs> leads me to another one. If you're going to kill somebody, just hit them with the damn plane. Like you obviously regenerate. Well, just he, well, he did. But. No, I mean like take the whole plane out. Don't because like his whole thing was he was on the outside ready to jump on the other plane. I'd have been like, look, this tanker I have. Yeah, because he was he was having trouble keeping up with the other one. That was the idea. So he just kind of like put on. He glided it. He went anyway. It's just it. It was Actually, it was a just, thing. Just, just trust it. Just trust the goddamn movie. Suspend your beliefs, damn it. <laughs> suspend We're not paying you to think. I'm paying you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I it was, was awesome. just hit them with the damn plane entirely or get the, to the front were, and like all I'm saying is like there were some parts of this movie I mean like even regardless of the Humvee probably being like a little bit uh, the CGI is always unrealistic and it okay they parachuted and it happened and whatever it was I don't know I like the underwater stuff and uh, I as uh, even though like normally I probably wouldn't um, because it was a CGI mess, but I think they did a good job of like of 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 progressing it and getting and making things worse and worse and worse for these characters. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's my own thoughts on hard stuff. disagree. The underwater stuff sucked. Cool, <laughs> but you know, teach their own. Had to keep Just going. Apparently, action stuff. Apparently, but, but, the stream was going so fast it could move the Humvee really fast, but they got out with no problem. Yeah, because that Humvee usually weighs like five tons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were a lot of logistical issues with, um, especially what our our lead in in Danny that this you know one hundred and five pound female is able to get through versus like four hundred pound as they quoted four hundred pound Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator and the brand new Rev Nine who is so far beyond our understanding of advancement what they're able to survive and what pushes them around in one direction or the other so yeah i don't even want to know what like neil degrasse tyson is gonna say in his tweets well, actually, about the science and physics yes. of all of this i gotta say too like all of these characters not the least but danny have probably had a minimum of at least four concussions with all the explosions they're close to all the times they get knocked out all the times they get hit over the head and just the general like shaking about like dice in a tin can thing with the humvee like how is she still functional and not brain dead at this point yeah like for real all the stuff she, she goes not, through not vomiting just like like some blood like what happened I was just in a Humvee that was hurled through the water. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, there was nothing to kind of give us any sort of... um, Reality? Yeah, yeah, specifically (laughs) of why this Danny character is supposed to be as badass as she is. Like, it's not... Because, I mean, you, you think of her in, you know, in something like a Luke Skywalker kind of role that, that yeah. John Connor was the first one. But they put her through these, like, superhuman ringers of this story. And it makes no sense because she just wasn't, like, she didn't, it didn't, you know, it didn't make sense that, they, that, she, that any human whatsoever was able to handle this, much less, you know her so why do we believe she's able to and yeah that's just a suspension of disbelief that the film didn't offer us any answer to. i think if anything like even though like i wish the i wish the film had given us more of like what makes danny special yeah um i do 
I do understand that like she wasn't supposed to be badass at the end of the film, but I wish they still had given us more of that. But I will say that, and to the film's credit, I think that Sarah Connor is the one that trains her to be the badass. So that's what I was going to go to at the, the end. Idea. But if that's the case, she does, then Future Girl would know who Sarah Connor was. No, 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 no. This is the whole thing, is if time is a loop, and depending on how you look at it, is that these events did happen exactly the way they do. But and in a different it, timeline. Yeah, and this would be kind of kind of becomes the paradoxical part of, of time travel uh, of any kind is that she's trained by Sarah Connor to be the badass that she is, and then that, or that she that, becomes. Yeah, yeah, and that Mackenzie mm-hmm. Davis character. I mean, this at the end of this movie, the future timeline as we know it is still going to happen. Mm-hmm. So in theory, maybe there was an original timeline in which she was built up to be some sort of badass without Sarah Connor, I guess, you know, uh, maybe not, Sarah, or Sarah Connor came to her in a different way. Not in Terminator, but, not in Terminator, uh, terms. Like they're still coming from this for, because if you think about like, and, and Terminator one only happens when Kyle Reese goes back, yeah. you know? So there's no other future where there is, no Kyle Reese, and there's a John Connor. But how it did, how did same... Kyle Reese exist to come back without the original timeline that's happening? I'm, that's which, what I'm saying. Which, is is the, again, is the this point. This is the, the same pair. paradox, is that, like, there's no there's no uh, future, um, there's no other timeline where there's a Sarah Connor that, like, trained her or whatever. This is this is the, the future that this person came back from is the same future that this one becomes you yeah. know or something which, like that which because just it is kind of puts that. us into a time as a flat circle not linear in the way in which we're experiencing so it. no matter what so, you're in a perpetual motion until somebody messes up kind of like um uh, live die repeat oh, I, was, I thought you were gonna say butterfly effect no no but but live die repeat where I he dies and say 500 days of summer um, again yeah edge of tomorrow yeah where he yeah. dies and comes back and has to remember everything to see if he can yeah. defeat it this time uh because if you think back even to Terminator 2, he comes back and it's a different Terminator, but when you go to Salvation, he's listening to all the tapes that his mom sent, and there's never once a mention of the liquid Terminator. Salvation doesn't count. You could argue that the sheer act of going back in time completely alters the timeline and creates a new future, you know, no matter what happens, so... I'm saying there's several different futures that happen, and there's always going... So I guess when they keep talking about fate, I guess it's fate that is always going to happen this way i don't i think that in this one they didn't no one changed the future they just retained the future because they didn't get rid of the ai or anything i think in t2 they actively changed the future and she stopped judgment day but the act of preventing uh sarah connor from dying in the first terminator did not Changed the future, it just prevented um, or it just retained what the future was going yeah, to be. Yeah, because on part three, so, T3. Yeah, so in this one, it is they're just retaining whatever the future is. They're not, they haven't prevented anything. Um, or they're not, they prevented a new future from being created, uh, you know. Um, it's going to be but created. It, they, but the, Terminators, the Terminators were trying to stop um, this, this girl movie? from Danny from building up to be it. And in the future, um, this was uh, well no because okay so here's the problem with that as well is that uh the danny of the future as far as we know it does she or does she not live this original existence and that's how she becomes who she becomes originally so she knows actively she's going to send Mackenzie davis back 
Yes. Even before she sends McKinnon to Davis yeah. back. Which the kind same of way, messed the up, same by way the way. that John the way the same way John Connor knows he's sending Kyle Reese back. But he never tells Kyle Reese what happened. Or he never he never says that Kyle Reese is he never tells Kyle Reese that you're my father at any time in that future. Kyle Reese came back not knowing that. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. this movie also does change that future in that John Reese doesn't exist or John Connor doesn't exist in this eventual future because he does die in 1998 now in Guatemala. So the future the future that was changed. Oh my God! Okay, so, so this is the problem. How the does only Kyle time, Reese the get only sent time, back by John yeah. Connor? John Connor's dead in '98. Um, Kyle I, Reese can't go back and create John Connor, but John Connor still exists in this. So it's a paradox. It it is a paradox. I'm just saying, in this specific film, in this specific timeline, no one's changed anything. Like no, like the Terminators or Legion attempted to change the future. But they were thwarted, and so the future is retained. Everything is the same. So we're in the same loop. I 100% agree saying, yeah. that's possible, but there is a plot hole in one simple fact of if you kill off John Connor in 1998, as this film did, then how does a John Connor in the future send Kyle Reese back to potentially that impregnate was a, that was yeah, a different yeah. but then that was a different uh timeline that but that, it's not at that because point, this timeline that still point, has john connor in it at that point they changed and the future timeline that those guys that skynet changed split off from so this it is timeline. a multiverse there's yeah, more there's than it's, it's still a multiverse as well as but a how do you loop. how do you go back to like which multiverse you're sending somebody back from like which original timeline if there's multiple timelines that's where i get a little like heady in my i mind. just think that the legion one doesn't exist in the skynet like they the skynet never existed in whatever future they were coming from so this just ended up becoming like the new future like a new future took place took over where the old Skynet... It's like Skynet left, the Skynet future left, uh-huh. and decided to go on their own timeline when they when they killed John Connor, and then a new timeline came in behind it, and, yep. that's, how, and that's the timeline that we're in. Yeah, they all separate from two, because part three, he was never meant to stop Skynet from existing. He was only meant to survive it. If you remember when they get to the bunker, and I don't think like that. I don't. I think this movie uh, erases three according well, yeah, to it, the it writers. Erases anything beyond two. Yeah. So and, and like and this is yeah. technically this is technically Terminator Three. three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but so, in that one, that was like it answered a big question of like, like I said, it, it's going it's just to happen. Not canon. It's, gonna it's happen. just not canon, though. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunately, it's just not canon. So we we can't like Fucking include it in the, in the conversation of like what is and isn't. You know, so it just doesn't you matter. You total recall on me. Is it a dream or not? I don't know. Well, we can no, talk about no, time no. travel for another two hours if yeah, you want. No, but no, I mean, no. it's, it's definitely, uh, <laughs> it's definitely one. It's definitely confusing. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, it is. This movie does not exist under Back to the Future Two, or sorry, any of the Back <laughs> to the Future. Like this movie does not exist under Back to the Future rules of when you go back and change something that one timeline is now changed. It does exist in Avenger line. Yeah, didn't you listen to the Hulk in uh, Endgame? And that's where I wanted to get into the Ant-Man versus the Hulk versus, yeah, the Avengers Endgame kind of scenario, so. Who did time travel better? Is that what you're... uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, no one's ever going to do it right. No one's ever been able to explain the Terminator like because of time travel. Like, you you can, I think, again, if you 
drew it on a board, you might be able to figure out what is what and have like an outlying thing. But it's always there's, been, no, there's it's always, supposed to be this kind of paradox thing. I think that's like inherent in the whole Terminator thing. That's why it exists in the first place, you know? Let's argue that this is not made for intellectuals and it's only meant for, you know, people to enjoy two cyborgs slash robots going at it in a giant metal clash of awesomeness. And that's what they're feeding into. They don't want you to ask these questions. They just want you to... My erection can only get so big. Calm down. If If this was the movie they were trying to make, then it should have been The Rock... And Vin Diesel and Jones, Jason yeah. Statham. They had a budget. Then, okay. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Gabe. I love you, but you they know, they spent like, it all on the uh, you know CGI and stuff. Uh, <laughs> um. So any, anyway, they defeat him in the end. Just spoiler. Yeah. Yes, any closing thoughts? Because uh, you know, we're at the end of this thing. Closing thoughts about it. I mean, entertaining, and you you get stuck I'm, in timeline. I can answer your question. With two words. Future shit. Future shit. Future shit. Future shit. What are you doing on that future shit? That's the explanation. That's all you need to know. This whole movie. Future shit. Don't worry about it. There you go. Eat some edibles, have some drinks, whatever you gotta do. And, uh, you know, if nothing else good is showing, go watch this movie because it's not that bad, I guess. Right? Yeah. (sighs) Just review responsibly. Yeah, well, this was Critics on Tap for Terminator Dark Fate. Review responsibly. Good night. Good evening, good night.